1: Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states your rate could increase with high-risk driving, generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates in Illinois. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics.
2: Hello, Ward. Hello, Eric. Well, a huge weekend for multiple reasons. So many. For Indiana and you. And we'll talk about all of it. After we mention that we are powered by. Communitycars.com. Sponsor of the
1: pod. Ujur Hysterix. Communitycars.com. Legends talk with Warden Eric.
2: You know, another satisfied customer. Yeah. Got, an, got a text from a gentleman who was at the fantasy camp listens to the podcast boom needed a new car boom community cars actually was in was getting screwed by some other dealership left that other dealership got out of some deal that he was in went to community cars boom bam slam jam
1: this gentleman not a jackass
2: not a jackass not a jackass community cars go to communitycars.com yeah,
1: just don't be a jackass.
2: This is where you're going to buy
1: your car. I mean, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Best people, best cars, best prices, best human interactions.
2: And if you buy a car this week, Ward, what do you get?
1: You get a free Manny Petty at the Markland Mall. That's is, in co- is- That's in Kokomo. <laughs> <laughs>
2: i love it all right let's talk about the big weekend i want to mention just a couple things before we get to the basketball stuff number one iu women's volleyball which i have as you know become a giant fan of because of seeing them live in la just bonded me to them and huge weekend where they swept three games that they played in a tournament in tennessee swept them crushed them
1: unbelievable uh, i I was not able to watch that. I'm glad they won. Um, were you able to watch that? Is that no. available? Oh, okay no, I didn't see it. you just you it. saw the scores. I was like, I try to keep up on no, what I the just big... followed
2: the scores on Twitter. Their Twitter, their Twitter is great. They like update with highlights during the game. That's awesome. Like they show you highlights during the game. So I love that. like kind of live.
1: good for them. Clearly better with Twitter than uh, tonight's guest. For I will sure. say, Um, The Big Ten Network, I'm I'm sort of excited as we get into the different seasons now that I have YouTube TV and the Big Ten Network, uh, the feed on YouTube TV is much more. I feel intuitive as to what I'm interested in has has already been kind of telling me like, hey, we're looking at this different Indiana stuff. So I am looking forward to, you know, I follow Indiana as my team and in all categories. And so I'm hoping not to miss anything that is available to watch this year, but we'll see. We'll see.
2: Uh, Football. Nice bounce back against, let's just be honest, a high school team in Indiana state. They, they are a good
1: high school team, a good high school team.
2: I think they would be a fine high school team, (laughs) (laughs) depending on the conference that they're in. They're terrible, but look, the good news was seeing Taven Jackson out there doing some really good things, uh, and- seeing jalen lucas run the ball the way he did uh seeing the receivers do what they did uh you know seeing cam uh seeing was it omar cooper who had to, a breakout like great but now they've got a huge game against louisville that really i mean this is a must win game it is a must win for them to have any chance at a bowl game it is a must must win
1: look there's There's a boiler involved now down there, so I think we got a real chance whenever there's a boiler involved. We we have a chance at winning, Um, but I will say even just settling on our quarterback, at least until Dexter's back in the mix. I just feel like that gives us a a better chance to get in a real rhythm offensively moving forward, whatever, um, you know. The different strengths or weaknesses of quarterbacks are you just want them to get on the same page as all the first stringers, particularly the receivers and, of course, the line. And so I, I think making that decision, making it publicly, letting it be known uh, so you don't get the ire of neither you nor the general public. But I think that that just bodes well for us in the next few weeks.
2: What is your take on the fact that it was announced that Indiana has bought their way out of the Louisville series in football? This will be the only game of the series and next year and years after we will, I think it was a three or four year series. We will not be part of it anymore.
1: We had to pay money to get out of it. What's your take? I have mixed feelings. One, I think for a program that wants to get, to bowl games it's a smart move um as a man who is proud a proud hoosier um not real proud that we are running scared from louisville
2: yeah i know what you mean the emotional part of you doesn't want this to be the case and the intellectual part of you goes it's absolutely the right decision i mean it is absolutely they should and they should cancel that notre dame series that starts in 2072 because it's not going to be any better than either Like, we should just not be playing any really good teams. We should be buying wins as much as we can in the non conference and then hope you get three, you know, two to three. What could, what do you play? Three non conference games or four, three, right? Three, yeah. Yeah. And you
1: hope you're, you got to be three and oh, you got to be three and oh. And in the recruiting pitch, it's not like, upping the ante on one of those non-conference games like oh and then you're going to get this big television audience against notre dame no you're going to get that against other big 10 teams you're going to have plenty of people watching you're going to be on big stages so just shore up the wins get to some bowl games make your money back that way from the buyout by getting into bowl games and walk before you run
2: yeah and ward from a recruiting standpoint the truth is Get to a bowl game any way you can, because when you get to a bowl game, you've got that several week period from Thanksgiving through the end of the year, let's say, where you're practicing. And that is typically when high school football is done. That's when high school recruits can visit. That mm. is when they do a lot of visiting. Oh, and if you're what? not playing after Thanksgiving, which we haven't the last couple of years, there's nothing great for the players to see. Yeah, kind of so, sad. So that's why that – that is truthfully like nuts and bolts why getting to a bowl is so important from a recruiting standpoint. It just gives you a leg up. We're still relevant. We're still playing. Come see us. Feel the energy around this program when we're preparing for a big bowl game. So all of that matters. Get to the bowl game as quickly – I mean, as, as often as you can. And as quickly. And, yeah. And by the way, it is funny that the moment that they get rid of divisions – is the same moment that we bring in USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington. (laughs) And did you see that the Pac-12 this year, the last year of the Pac-12, right now has eight teams ranked in the top 25 in football. We're bringing four of them Mm -hmm. into the conference next year. So it's not getting any easier. In fact, you could make the argument that getting rid of the divisions – and bringing those four teams, it makes it harder
1: for us. I mean, I think most of the time, I'm going to take Ohio State and Michigan against any of those teams. Penn State would be right there. Wisconsin's good again this year. We'll see if what they do you can. you mean? You comp- would take?
2: I would not take Wisconsin over USC.
1: No, 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 no. I'm not. But I'm saying Michigan and uh, Ohio State for sure. Penn State, depending on the year, you know. And frankly, you would take I over USC even like like classic well, not, USC. Not right now because USC has a freak for a quarterback. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just think West Coast teams are soft and they're going to have to come into the Midwest and prove us otherwise
2: maybe maybe you're right i think of usc as pete carroll's usc sure. when they have got when they've got a clicking they'll get all the best athletes they're
1: historically one of the great college yeah. programs but since pete carroll left they've they've not been able to sustain that level of success right. but and and we'll see we'll see after this freakish quarterback leaves and some lucky nfl team gets them with the first pick this year um what they're bringing into the conference but i I have no doubt USC is going to uh, present a great challenge to the Indiana Hoosiers for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Uh, you had a birthday party over the weekend. I like to think of it as our birthday party, but yes, But it
2: wasn't, it was no. not a joint
1: birthday party. <laughs> no, it was really, well, look, I feel like the whole birthday thing was downplayed. Now you broke the rules. You brought me presents. I said, no presents. I said, no presents. Said, no presents. What did you do? You went, I brought you presents. You brought me some great cigars, but even more importantly, very special to me. Um, you brought me a piece of the original assembly hall floor, and that was a beautiful gift, and I thank you very much for it. I I have not determined...
2: Yeah, it's got to go in if, the garage, right?
1: Uh, yes, yes. Um, I really need to get a proper shrine. It's kind of been moving since Annie moved her office in here too, since mm. Bo took over her office as a bedroom. So I'm like, I'm gonna now that's gonna be a centerpiece. I got the Calvert jersey over here. It's up now. So I've got a little work to do, but in the meantime, I have it on the record player in the middle of the house so I can see it as many times during the day as possible.
2: Very nice. It was a very fun party. We danced to Billy Joel all night long.
1: We we had DJ El Count Snuggle Baby as the DJ, and and he was playing like really cool songs, like really cool songs. And then out of nowhere For the longest time comes on. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I spread out to the deck and I'm like, Eric, you get in here right now. And it was so naive of me to think that DJ Elkhound just randomly played it. And I was a little bit crushed later to find out, oh, no, you've requested it. Now, I will say you left early. And what got fired up later in the night was we didn't start the fire.
2: What wow, weird song to dance to? Also,
1: again, I'm like, what are the chances? Well, it turns out Travis requested that song. <laughs> so, there ironically, was, uh, no, no, he he's like you. He's a dork, and he really likes Billy Joel.
2: Did you know that there was a band that did an update to "We Didn't Start the Fire"?
1: Uh, yeah. Who? Uh, God, that that the band name was mentioned at the party, and I've heard oh. it, but it's not. I didn't as like good. it. It's I don't not like good. it.
2: No, no, it's definitely not as good. Um. So that was fun. Sunday, let's let's just get it over with. Week one of the NFL. It is now time for a new segment on our show we like to call Wards Colts.
1: <laughs> Clever. Did you just come up with that right now?
2: Yeah, what I did was I thought about... What is the segment? What's the essence of the segment? Mm -hmm. What do we want to say about it? Mm -hmm. How do I distill it down to just like a couple words? Nailed it. And that's how I came up with that pretty ingenious
1: title. Wards Colts. Wards Colts. um, You know what? They were leading in the fourth quarter against the prohibitive division favorite, Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence has come of age. He's got a Super Bowl winning coach, a lot of weapons around him. And no, uh, Doug Pedersen, Peterson, oh. Pedersen, however you say it. Pedersen. That's my, that is my sister-in-law's parents.
2: They spell it Peterson, but it's Pedersen? No, it's
1: with a D. I think that's how he, yes. he spells oh. it too.
2: I think you're right, but does any, I didn't know anybody pronounced it Pedersen.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: All right. I would think Pedersen would be P-E-D-D-D. <laughs>
1: P E D D D.
2: I I got something stuck right here in the esophagus.
1: I noticed. Look, enough talking about Duval, about the Jacksonville Jaguars, because the Colts showed up. The defense looked really good. I thought about you, uh, a play that potentially, uh, well, it turned the game around. The Colts still ended up losing, but it looked like it was going our direction when uh, Trevor Lawrence gets, gets hit, The ball, uh, his arm's not moving forward. It's a fumble, but it seemed like it was going to be an incomplete pass. So the ball hits the ground, bounces up to to Tank Johnson or whatever the guy's name is from Jacksonville. His name's Tank. Um, And everybody is just standing around. And uh, Zaire Franklin, the uh, fantastic linebacker for the Colts, runs up because Zaire did not hear a whistle because there was no whistle. He runs up with a closed fist like Muhammad Ali and just punches the ball right out as I, uh, right out of tank's hands and it, the ball flies off quickly. And then his fist just goes directly into tank's stomach. The ball goes squirting down the field, uh, DeForest Buckner scoops it up, does does like a Michael Penix-type dive into the end zone for a defensive touchdown, and it really seemed like uh, it was going to go in the Colts' favor at that point. Um, but I knew uh, you've got to see that replay because you'll be oh, so mad. Oh, I will mad. look at
2: it. But wait a minute. That play stood? They it's, they called it a replay? Uh, it was a it touchdown.
1: A it was crazy. Like it, The punch is illegal. It, it's I not, mean, though. It, it isn't, though.
2: It's illegal. You Ward, want it to it be. Is, it's no. not. Ward. If he punched and missed the ball and just didn't. hit him in the stomach,
1: he would be kicked out of football. No. Well, of course not. Um, well, he
2: would be suspended.
1: Uh, if, if there was no argument to be made that he was going for the football, you shouldn't maybe, be able to be choose, Are you allowed to
2: kick the football?
1: Mm, I don't know. I don't – probably not. I mean, the game is called football. That's true. That's true. But look – we're avoiding the main topic which is anthony richardson is clearly an nfl quarterback this guy um besides being an athletic freak he just looks comfortable out there he just he feels the pressure which is one of the things you know all the scouts and ballard said you know he's got this pocket presence he's got no help in the form of any running back um, really hoping Jonathan Taylor comes back, um, trying to really earn that big contract, probably from another team after this season, but whatever, we'll take them for the, the last 13 games of the season because, I mean, Anthony Richardson's doing things back there that um, not many human beings can do, and it, keep in mind, Keep in mind, he's played 14 games of football since high school. He's yeah, 14 no, games incredible. removed from being a senior in high school. But Ward, you don't
2: want Aunt Jonathan Taylor to come back. You don't want Anthony Richardson to get hurt. And he does have to be a little smarter about some of the plays. Please. And you, you heard Trevor Lawrence, what he yes. said
1: to him, it which really I love made, that. Yeah, it really made me like Trevor Lawrence more.
2: Yeah, and hopefully Anthony Richardson takes that seriously because he he'll get killed. I mean, he would just get killed.
1: All but he, all he has to do Jonathan is you want Jonathan
2: Taylor. You want to go Owen 17, dude.
1: I know. I know. I do cuz I You're want Marvin. You're not going to be good this year. You're I not going to be good. I want Marvison, Marvin Harrison Jr cuz I think I think where we're really lacking is some explosive playmakers. And the truth is what I really want is I want both Marvin Harrison Jr. and Jonathan Taylor. (laughs) I want them both uh, while Anthony Richardson's on his rookie contract. And then because if you've got Jonathan Taylor, okay, pay him like 13 or 14 million a year to ride out his prime assuming he comes back fully healthy you don't have to pay Marvin Harrison Jr you don't have to pay Anthony Richardson so you can throw in a couple more guys like bring in a killer uh, sack specialist if you need to bring in maybe you you need one more playmaker bring in refrigerator Perry if he's available I don't know I'm sure he's still in great shape
2: yeah I don't know what's going on with him I I haven't heard much about him lately but if he's around (laughs) go ahead and get him get yourself a Richard Dent you know
1: this is this is football from the St. Louis perspective, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you want to be bad and you want to get the best draft pick possible because
2: if you're not going to win and you're not going to win this year, then just get the draft picks that you need so that next year, Anthony Richardson's second year, you're a playoff team. Third year, you're going for the Super Bowl. That's it's, the
1: plan. It is a relief this year, whereas uh, whether it be Old Man Rivers or Carson the Turd Wentz, or, or Old Man Ryan, even Older Man Ryan. Um, it was all like these band aids, hoping this roster was somehow good enough, and these guys would show up and be the best version of themselves from ten years ago. Um, but now it's like the pressure's off to actually win these games. I was not. Particularly angry or disappointed when we ended up losing the game, especially once I found out Richardson was not hurt.
2: Yeah, um, that's fair. I will um, tell you, I did watch a little bit of a press conference with Ballard. Yeah, I don't like him. <laughs> I don't. I I don't know anything about choices that he's made, but the guy. It's fair to say, and I get it—the Andrew Luck thing. Okay, I get it. But it's fair to say that he has not had success on the field. Correct? That's that fair is, to
1: say. That is a fact.
2: Okay. His arrogance is totally in inverse proportion to his record on the field. He is so arrogant. He was like, like he's talking about like the way you have to build something. I don't even remember the exact quote, but like speaking, like he's got it all figured out. You don't have shit figured out. Your teams (laughs) have sucked ever since you showed up, you've been terrible. And I just, I wanted a little more humility than a guy, it felt like a press conference of like a third world dictator who knows he can just <laughs> kill everybody, and he's just so arrogant. I was like, I don't get it. I mean, just have some. He should be so happy he's got a job. He should be the happiest guy in the world that he has not been fired. And I get, I don't understand whether he may have made every great decision. No, but if you, but 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 the team has not been good enough just have some humility. Is he known as like a super arrogant dude?
1: No, I don't think arrogance is his knock. Um I think you yeah, look a lot of people I do think would agree with what you just said. Um what I like about him is he doesn't shy away from the questions. He takes everything head on. He he does own it like um Does
2: he? Cuz he wasn't oh he wasn't owning it, but I didn't listen long enough. I was just like, "Jesus, this guy is like listening to him i thought i was listening to like the gm of the new england patriots for the last 15 years
1: you uh, know yeah no he he's look they call him bdb what does that mean big dick ballard oh boy yeah should i cut that out is that too no much? no
2: no 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 no, <laughs> no. but i mean like jeez he doesn't got,
1: deserve that he's got he's got swagger he doesn't deserve that moniker that,
2: that is a, that's not a, you got to win something before people call you BDB
1: or, or, or just drop trow and prove it. Yeah. Do that <laughs> and see
2: how that rolls. Mel Tucker of Michigan state. Did you read that story? I did not. Ward. Okay. Mel Tucker is an idiot. He is a world class moron.
1: Should we get him on the show?
2: yeah he could host it (laughs) this guy this guy falls you know gets the job at Michigan State and they're like okay for a year and they give him a nine a 10-year 95 million dollar contract he is one of the highest paid coaches in sports (laughs) okay he is one of the highest paid coaches in all of sports nine and a half million for 10 years he brings in a woman to speak to the team about sexual harassment. Okay. She is, I believe, either a rape victim or a victim of really bad sexual harassment. This is not going to end well. This is what she does for a living. She comes in and she tells people, This is what you can't do. He sexually harasses her. He, he, the, the, the story is that he hired her she comes talk to the team and staff they he like calls her and has conversations with her and on a facetime with her masturbates (laughs) i'm not making any of this up this is the story and now she has brought complaints against him and they're firing him so they're using it as a way to get out of this crazy contract yeah sure but He's being accused of sexually harassing the woman that he brought in to talk about sexually harassing. And his response is, yeah, I masturbated on the call. <laughs> but but it was it was consensual. It was consensual. She wanted it.
1: So do I have to cut the thing out in the interview now? Yes. But you're OK with me leaving that conversation? This is a
2: story that's on the cover of CNN. This is a story that is on the cover of CNN and ESPN.com. I'm not making or exaggerating any of this. No, I he believe is, you. I he believe is you. a world-class asshole <laughs> and a world-class moron. I mean, a total moron. Wow. wow. Couldn't happen to a better group of people than the Michigan State
1: Spartans. Whine about that, Izzo.
2: Now let's get to the main event of the weekend. It was the biggest recruiting weekend, in my opinion, in the modern era of recruiting for Indiana University. I know Rabbi uh had talked about it uh, on Reasonable Rabbi and Tactical Trevor. Trevor versus the Hoosier hysterics. Check that out if you haven't yet, but on that podcast or on that on that special on pegs.com, you got to be a member, special video program. They Rabbi said that he thought the Cody Zeller recruitment was more important because of ultimately what that did to the resurgence of Indiana. I get that but it's not two top 10 kids in the class together on campus and a third top 60 kid. Who, this was a giant weekend.
1: Who's been playing point guard with the other two kids?
2: All from Mount Vernon. All would just so clearly establish the pipeline. This class, if you got these kids, would elevate Indiana to a place where you really could think about realistically final four runs with with a roster like that. All the reports are that the visit went exceedingly well. There was the Whataburger flag that made a lot of uh, waves on social media. There were lots of just great vibes surrounding the visit. You and I were hoping for a commitment. I mean, and so were many people. Yeah. And it, I think the Indiana staff was too.
1: Yeah. It was, it was one of those, you, we, we all have been building to this for quite a while since these visits were announced. We all got excited. We started talking about the historic nature of three recruits like this coming in together with Malik there, with Jalen having just being drafted in the first round to the Lakers. And then, of course, as we get closer to the weekend, we get greedy. And we're like, well, it's not just good enough that they're there again, but that we want a commitment. And we and, were told not to expect one. We were told that. And And that, you know, even if the staff wanted that, if everybody wanted that, you gotta read the room. You gotta, you know, you gotta check in with these guys, and and you can't force it. You can't push it. I mean, you would, as we discussed, the unreasonable rabbi and tactful Trevor. You would really, really go in for the hard sell. But these guys are, are you know, they're just better than you are at that sort of thing. And I'm sure. And most things. <laughs> um, but regardless, I. I I prepared myself not to have a commitment despite wanting one because it's just like, I, I don't, I don't want to be disappointed in this weekend because just the fact that we have them there again um, is it made national
2: a- news. I mean, the, the the visit made national news people in the national recruiting world were reporting on the fact that Indiana had this crazy big weekend. Now, what, what I think is most disappointing is there are some rumblings that Kansas is really in a better spot than we thought they were coming out of their visit. And that that really opened Liam's eyes and they've got Grady Dick footage to show them. Yeah. I they've hate got that. Christian Braun footage to show them bad time. And they've got two recent national championships. I just read an article that said they've been a number one seed in five of the last seven years, They play in every big major pre-conference game. They're the best team in their conference. They are a marquee program. They are the number one program in the country right now with the number one coach. And I don't think either one of those things is debatable or close. That's the truth. With Kay out of Duke, with Roy Williams out of North Carolina, with Jay Wright out of Villanova, with Michigan State not being nationally a top program for many years now, who would you even put up there to compete with Kansas?
1: Are you trying to piss me off? No,
2: I'm not. But you know what working. I'm saying is. It's,
1: well, all I'm saying is we got McKenzie, okay? We got McKenzie, sure. damn it. You're um, right.
2: Look, we're in this thing. I, I just know. think we all thought that it was going to be between us and Texas, and we really thought, well, if he wants to get to the NBA and he wants to go to a place that cares about basketball and it's between us and Texas, we've got that. If it's between us and Kansas, it does seem like more of a fair fight on all those things. And they've got some things that we don't have yet. Um, So I think that's where some of the reservation has come, that that when Bill Self decides he wants somebody, Bill Self's going to go try to get somebody, and you can never discount him. But we are in this thing, and there is no way Indiana is not going to do everything they can, including Bill Self was at Mount Verde today. Mostly because he's recruiting Cooper flag. That is why he was there, but clearly Liam's there, but he did an in-home and all that stuff with Cooper flag, not with Liam. Mm. I believe that the Indiana coaching staff will be in Mount Verde in one week's time. Good. So again, hitting Liam and Derek before Liam has his September 22nd, September, whatever that is, his visit to uh, Texas. That's his last visit. So I think things could move fast after that unless he cancels the Texas visit, which is possible. And then Derek Queen, from what I have heard, his last visit is Maryland. October 22nd is when that ends. So nothing's going to happen with Derek till that visit happens.
1: Look, this is the conversations, the fights we want to be in. This is... What Woody said he was gonna do when he showed up was to get us back into the conversation. And I think with with all your accolades for Kansas, which are not really debatable, it's that we just took a guy from them and we're we're in a dog fight with them for another top ten kid right now. And uh that, they did they did take a kid from our backyard. Who? Flory. Yeah, but we, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but we've wanted Derek more for a long time. No. You don't no. know?
2: No. No, I would not say we wanted him more.
1: Really? It, no, it was... I, I, no, 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 no.
2: Not from a staff, a whole staff perspective. No, I think they really wanted Flory. Oh. I... I think they wanted Derek for longer. Yeah. If that makes sense. But I think there was a window... Where they thought they had a real shot at Flory and really wanted him.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. It's one and one. We'll yeah. see we'll see who the tiebreaker goes to. But this conversation a couple of years ago is pretty unimaginable. You know, you weren't totally seeing agree. you weren't seeing Archie stepping into the ring with Bill Self and having any kind of punchers chance. That was like Glass Joe versus Mike Tyson. We weren't even recruiting those kids, Ward.
2: Like, that's the truth. We couldn't even get traction to get those kids on campus, let alone two of them from Mount Verde on campus at the same time. I mean, we could not get traction with those national kids. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't land Trey Kaufman over Purdue. We couldn't land Caleb first over Purdue. You know, we we struggled and the national kids, we couldn't even get to come on
1: campus. This is what I'm saying. Like, look, we will all freak the hell out if we lose Liam and then Derek decides, ah, maybe not. And we'll all just basically be freaking out. Until the spring, when hopefully the staff could pull some more rabbits out of the hat, like they've done the last couple of years. But hopefully we won't have to do that, and we'll 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 get a couple of these guys. You know, obviously, I think Woody's going to be on the East Coast talking at at Boogie Flan's school soon, and this Bo- week, this week, yeah, Boogie's obviously still a, a high priority target here in this class. So let's. Enjoy that we've come this far in in the time we've had Coach Woodson with us and he's put together his Avengers staff of recruiters um, and just put out good vibes. I, I do. Was it on the reasonable Rabby tactful Trevor that w- w- Rabby was giving accolades to the IU fan base for getting better at social media? Like that maybe it was on Pigs. It's, you know, so much rabbi wisdom so many places. But that, you know, the sort of uh negative aspects that can come with having a insane fan base. A rabid
2: fan base, yeah.
1: Yeah, on social media is that we're we're kind of figuring we're we're part of the team here and trying to get these guys to come. And and obviously it's a lot easier when games are being played and mad fans aren't getting on there and saying nasty things about players, but I do think it's uh, a real advantage uh, that we have right now. You know, go back to the NIL collective, you know, when you've got thousands and thousands of people who want to help however they can. Well, how can you give it to the collective, uh, go to games, uh, show up at a tailgate and cheer one of these kids names? You know, these are all the ways that in this modern age of recruiting, individual fans can make a real difference. And just keeping the positive vibes going on social media, not even necessarily don't don't even shit on Kansas or the other programs. just keep giving those players indiana love and and keep your fingers crossed, i guess,
2: yeah, I mean, it's all we can do, but uh, I agree with you h h n i l dot com n i a player in all this we know that we know that when we sign these big time players they expect big time deals, and we've got to keep doing that h h n i l dot com uh we got a fun one today. One of our favorites.
1: He's he's the best. Here comes a guest. Here comes a guest. Ladies and gentlemen, we have one of our very favorite people, one of our very f- favorite guests with us tonight. And yes, he is doing this from his parents' living room. That's not how <laughs> we started this, but that's where it ended up. Eric, who is this delightful human being who we're happy to speak with no matter where he's located? It is strange to say he's doing this from his parents' living room and not be
2: one of the players on the team. That is a strange thing to say. But ladies and gentlemen, we are talking to someone who hails from Bloomington, Indiana, where he attended Bloomington South, where he became Mr. Basketball in the state of Indiana 2009, where he led his high school team Bloomington South to the state title his senior year, the Gatorade Player of the Year in Indiana, a career 44.2% three-point shooter. His worst year shooting at Indiana, by the way, was 40. Point two percent from the three-point line. Third all-time in career in threes made at Indiana, fourth all-time in shooting percentage from the three-point line, third team academic All-American, two sweet 16 appearances, a Big Ten championship, a number one seed. And then he continued his professional career overseas, where he played in multiple places before he found a home in Germany. Ward, you want to throw in some German real quick? Yeah, you sprechen sie Deutsch. Yeah. Ja. <laughs> okay good strong that's almost as good as our daryl bit um and then of course he returned to indiana where he became part of mike woodson's staff he is in his second year as part of the staff he is the team and recruiting coordinator ladies and gentlemen we're talking to one of the all-time greats as a player at in indiana and he is part of what will definitely be the resurgence of the indiana basketball program please welcome Jordan Hulls.
1: Jordan. Ward, you... I'm
0: very, very impressed by your German. That was very good. Oh, yeah, thank you. Very
1: good. <laughs> that is, that is it in its totality. Jordy, do we need to keep our voices down? Are we going to wake up your parents? No.
0: And even if she did, they would not care. But no, you're good. I got, these are, these things are working out here. Great point.
2: Okay. So Great point. just, just to bring everybody up to speed here and Ward, wow. feel free to use the B-roll to to do this for the video podcast (laughs) this started in jordy's house and the wi-fi signal was like he's using an aol dial-up modem (laughs) and after realizing he couldn't fix that he just says i'm gonna go to my parents house and he just walks his computer because his parents literally live next door to him and now he's in his parents house stealing their white wi-fi which by the way is the same wi-fi he was stealing in his house Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah no surprise it's much stronger now that he's that much closer to the signal
0: it's amazing how that
1: technology works
2: (laughs) um so look we got a lot to talk about but i got a couple things i want to discuss right off the top first i appreciate that you are not showing off your wonderful head of hair today because i don't need that with ward always on this show Uh, give us a peek give us a peek look at that full (laughs) Even under the hat it's good yeah i just laid with all
0: my kids i had to get them down to sleep so pretty good pretty sound we're going to talk about kids
2: because that's changed since the last time we talked but i want to start with something non-basketball related to get the ball rolling all right you are maybe the nicest human being i've ever met and i mean that what pisses you off there's got to be something that angers you. What is
0: it? There's lots of things that irk me. Um,
2: irk. See, he doesn't even get pissed. He irk. just gets irked.
0: I would say, yeah, I, I, I get pissed off with a lot of different things. With with four kids, there's lots a lot of things to get mad about. Yeah, as you guys know, I'm sure. Um, what really irks me? Not being organized. Uh, that there's like little things like that with with my kids. On the basketball court, I think it's a little bit, I I get, you know, not knowing coverages, not talking, not doing this, not doing that. So as a player, there's a lot, I would say, I'm a way more intense person on the court than I was. And then I am off the court, but maybe my kids would, would say something different, you know, when they do.
2: (laughs) What about like, you talk about organization. What about like, you know, we've, We've walked by your office. We've seen your office. It's very tidy. You you keep it you run a tight ship. Your whiteboard mm-hmm. is very nice, good handwriting. Does it piss you off when you see like a whiteboard with just stuff all over the place? Does that like, do you want to go erase it and reorganize it? In
0: some ways, but I also understand that people are organized in their own ways too. Like I have an organized chaos with mine. You know, like sometimes I have 20 post-it notes on my desk to keep me organized and it doesn't look clean and tidy, but in my brain, that's just how i function so some sometimes it's like that so i would say that i'm good at looking at the like before i was like well that's dumb i try and see like how that person's thinking of it so that's maybe why you're saying i'm too nice because i think of that think of it that way too but yeah, that's exactly uh, right that's exa-
2: <laughs> instead of getting pissed off but, you're like you know what maybe i'm looking at this wrong there's,
0: there's probably a reason why that they do that so i can't you know
2: to each his own but uh
0: no i, I definitely I definitely don't like a a lot of different things like that, but I try and look at everything both ways.
1: Well, you obviously are in a position where organization is key organization amongst many people is key. So do you you guys have like some sort of common system you use, you know, are you all on iPhones and using notes or calendars? Like, you know, if, if you're the, the directing coordinator like how how do you get everybody in all their different systems of organization to mesh
0: it's a lot of text messaging you know there's different apps and stuff that you you can use to do that you know teamworks or whether it's you know whatsapp or just simple group chats but also helps that i had brian walsh who's also someone who's very very tidy and organized. So I, I got to learn the position that I'm currently in from him. So that really helped. And he had already, he had a lot of the templates already, you know, set. So like, I just do it and then I see how it's supposed to be. And I'm constantly, last year, just constantly just learning exactly how things, because I've never done visits or just everything is a lot different than when I was in college. So just going through that process on the other side and having someone like him who did the same exact job before me, have it be so tidy. And then I could you know, add my own organized chaos to it was really helpful. But, um, yeah, a lot of text messages, a lot of communication, just like on the basketball court, you got to communicate in the office, being up front, um, get ahead of things and just, you know, following up with people, those, those kind of things that don't seem like rocket science, which they aren't. It's just, you have to be very diligent about those kind of things.
1: Who's the least organized member of the coaching staff?
0: <laughs> least organized? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, Least organized. It's
2: definitely Woody. I, mean, <laughs> yeah.
0: I think, but again, I think he has his own organized chaos. Like it looks like craziness on, like, you know, our meeting rooms and stuff like that sometimes, but I think he knows exactly where things are, like when he put it, when, you know what I mean? So if I had to say, it's probably one of the GAs, but <laughs> uh, that's yeah, good. You can't get that. in trouble by calling Probably Bennett. Up probably Bennett. No. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Good. Put him on front street. Um, yeah. So uh, you mentioned how things are different from when you played. And I want to talk about the fact that, look, you were visiting schools about 15 years ago. You were <laughs> a student athlete at Indiana when you were probably being a host for recruits that came in just 10 years ago. I mean, that's really when it was 2013. Mm-hmm. How different and, – and, look, we know we can't get into specific conversations about recruiting at Indiana right now, but we can talk in general um, themes. How is it different as far as what you see now being behind the scenes on setting up a big-time visit versus what you remember as being uh, a, a player and an athlete at Indiana when big-time visits were set up? What's What are some of the main differences?
0: Yeah, I guess – you know, when I was going through it, I didn't know what all went on behind the scenes. But there was also just things like photo shoots and those kind of something as simple as that. It's something I never did or I don't even think we're allowed to do that. Hmm. I must have been the easiest recruit ever because I didn't do any. I mean, I'd stayed at my house for my official visit at Indiana. Like, I'd, I was like, you guys don't need to waste your money, you know, <laughs> <laughs> as dumb. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I would say like stuff like that um and then just the overall production of it now is you know social media was growing when i was in college uh you know twitter i got i refused to get it until i was like a junior in college or something like that um didn't have instagram i don't think until later but um now it's like it's all people see like the first thing you do people are like you know hashtag not committed and then you know they post the thing um and then you know so i think that's kind of just really taking it to a different level as far as just exposure and those kind of things. So, um, not to say that's a bad thing or, or anything like that, it's just, you know, what you, what you got to do. And, um, it's for me, when we're putting together visits, whether it's, you know, organizing the uh, the hotel rooms, the, you know, the, the flow of each day and, and things like that. I'm sure that was very similar as to when I was going through it, but as far as the production and, you know, the graphics and all those kind of things that you're, you're allowed to send out, um, you know, that's definitely um, uh, what's the right way to put it. You're definitely in more and more contact with the with the player now. Um, um, I would say than when I was going through it, or maybe I was just like, you know, I'm ten minutes from home. So yeah, maybe they just didn't maybe, care. Yeah, maybe they just didn't care. They knew they so had I'm you in the bad, bag. I'm a bad person to
2: uh, to yeah. uh, to say because they I were working took... on they were working on Cody's graphics.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, we, well, we got him so. <laughs> um, no, it, I only went to, I, I visited, uh, Purdue unofficially. I went up there and then I just did my official visit here. I could have taken others, but I, I decided I wasn't made, going to. You made the yeah. right call. So,
1: yeah. I think we took one whiff of West Lafayette and turned right back around <laughs> with all these extra layers that go into, you know, an official recruit, uh, weekend extravaganza, um, I'm presuming there are more hands on deck that you have folks from the Cuban center helping out with all these different aspects and, and in the media uh, aspect, is that something where you can just delegate or it even doesn't really get to you? You just know, okay, that group has that. And I'm, I'm focusing back over here, making sure they can get to their hotel.
0: Yeah. I mean, from, you know, the, GAs or whoever it is whoever has ideas or anything like that you know it, it everybody's on the same team but the Cuban center obviously wasn't there when I was there but now it's such a great resource for us who can make different content with the videos with the pictures with you know send them creative graphics uh, of certain things that tailors to that particular kid you know back when I played it was just like here's a handwritten letter which are, are cool I, I'm a hoarder so I have every single one that I ever got but you know you, you're just kind of just like more like letters um from the school as opposed to now it's like more tailored you can send them this text and it's this post that they can you know whatever it is so um uh, but it's definitely a, a full team effort definitely not just me by any means at all um and again it's only only i've only been doing it for a year and a half so there's definitely things that i'm still learning and I, i'm like okay yeah you're right this 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 goes with that but
1: What's been the biggest surprise so far from the time you took the job? The, the, the thing that you just did not know was going to be a part of the job description when you said yes.
0: Um, I asked a lot of questions before I took the job. So I could kind of have, you know, a good feel for what exactly I was being, was going to be doing. Um, but, you know, whether it's, um, I say the, I would say the biggest surprise is just how much goes into just putting together a visit, you know, um, just logistically and all the different things and different people you got to connect with within the university. Okay. Well, we're not the only people there. So if you need this meeting room or that meeting room, you know, there's, so again, being organized, I I had to make a checklist, like I'm doing this. I got to make sure I hit all these before I, I can even feel good about checking it for the fourth time before the kid gets here, you know? So I would say it's just all the different steps actually go into just as simple as it sounds just bringing a kid in, and you know the flights, the hotels, the meeting rooms. The okay, well this sport has a meeting in this room, and you know it sounds simple again, but it's just a lot of different no, communication. Yeah, you know, communicating with other other departments in the university that you you got to really try to uh, coordinate with. And um, for me, uh, just playing basketball my whole life, and then having to come and do that, I had no idea. I mean, you you could, I guess if you sat down really hard and thought about it, you're like, oh, you might get to that point. But I think that's been uh, probably the biggest surprise. So
2: let's talk uh, hypothetically for a second. Let's just say hypothetically that um, there were a few kids that wanted to visit on the same weekend. Um, and you, as an Indiana staff, had to put together a visit for, I don't know, call it three kids. And that uh how can you walk us through just how the duties are spread out so what there's obviously creative ideas that are pitched hey let's do x y and z and those i assume come from kind of everywhere then ultimately is it woody who decides yay or nay on kind of all the creative ideas and then where do you fit in on bringing those pieces all together you talked about logistics can you just Again, hypothetically, walk us through what you would be doing in a case like that.
0: Yeah, so again, you can kind of tailor it to like, there's lots of different things on, like, on the campus that might be more interesting to uh, a recruit as opposed to someone else who could be on the same visit or a different visit. So let's say we want to take them to a different department on campus and meet with them. There's a piece to the puzzle that we would add, but you only have so much time within a day. And you want to make sure that they get their basketball stuff in as far as like the basketball meetings, the whatever other meetings you want to have. So making the flow throughout the day and making sure that one coach isn't probably you don't want to make him wait or, you know, do anything crazy um, or make anybody else wait. Uh, so it's trying to just making sure the timing of everything kind of meshes. And everybody's very has been great as far as like, oh, you know, well, we get 30 minutes behind or, you know, breakfast takes a little longer this day or, you know, whatever. Um, but if we had multiple recruits or if it's just one guy, uh, the same thing applies as far as, you know, beforehand, you got to make sure everybody's in line. They know what times they're going at, obviously. And, um, again, as a group of coaches and a group of people who know the recruits and, uh, our relationships with them, we make sure that we get the, right order of meetings or, you know, uh, the timing of the days. And, of course, each weekend can be different with whether there's a football game, there's a tailgate, there's a, you know, a million other things that could be going on. But, um, yeah, so you kind of just lay out the day that way. You want to make sure they see Coach Cliff. You want to make sure that, you know, they see Coach uh, Tim McGarrell. They got to see – Ah, uh, the facilities. You, you know, your videos, your, your all that kind of stuff.
2: And does that all fall on you, Jordy? Is it then your job to kind of really lay out the schedule? And once you do lay out that schedule, if that's what your job is, do you then like have a meeting where you walk everybody through? Here's the agenda. Yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. So I get I get feedback. I'm not afraid to ask questions. So like, do you like this idea? Before I come, I probably have like three drafts before I get to my final one that I'll present to the group. But I, I just asking the coaches, if, you know, if this is this coach's guy that he's talking to the most, then that's all right. Well, what would you like to do? Who, who do you want to meet with? Blah, 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 blah. And then, yes, coaches meeting you. You ask, OK, here's the flow of the day. Do we like it? Do we not? When's practice going to be, um, you know, kind of formulate things around our, our current team, too, because we have to make sure they're taken care of um, with our practice that we need to do with them. And then, um, yeah, I'll go from there. But. At, at the end of the day, like, it, it, they always go great just because we're, we're a great staff to work with one another, and we try to make it the best best experience possible. Um, so it makes my job easier because everybody wants it to go well. So we, we do, um, you know, a good job of communicating on, all right, yeah, that, that works best, and let's, let's go ahead with that one.
1: And how often do you end up having to, to put out a fire or improvise in the moment because uh, maybe they're not interested in that major anymore, or you find out uh, somebody in the family's vegetarian and you need a different (laughs) restaurant. Does that kind of stuff come up? Yeah. What (laughs) a burger doesn't serve vegan. No, I'm just hypothetically, hypothetically.
0: No, that that definitely happens. It's, you know, you just got to pivot. And like I said, everybody's very cooperative with, You know, whether it's academic advisors or, you know, um, anybody else that we may be seeing, like, I I always preface it like, look, it's not always on time. So just I appreciate your cooperation that we could be 10 minutes behind or 30. Um, So throughout the day, I hate I hate it, but I'm I'm on my phone a lot. Just making sure, like, hey, the next thing that's coming up, like, here we come. So trying to keep everybody in order there and make sure the day flows or. If I have to let's say they didn't want to do something like, all right, so then I have to rearrange on the spot a timing of a dinner or a meeting or, or whatever. So but it always helps when everybody's super cooperative, which is what's been the case.
2: You come from a life that is very quantifiable, right? You shoot a certain percentage, your team wins or loses, you help your team win or lose, you know, at the end of the day, whether you won or lost clearly in this game recruiting, you want commitments, but there are only a few commitments that happen every year and they take a long time. The rest of us mumps that are just in the regular world of working, (laughs) you have to get joy out of the process of work and, and you know, knowing that you've got certain things to do. And when you accomplish those, you feel a sense of accomplishment. When you do a visit now and you kind of put all the schedule together. Do you feel a sense like when it's done on a, on a Sunday morning and the families leave, do you kind of like all get together as a staff and go, yes, like we did, like we nailed it. Even if you didn't get the commitment necessarily, do you just take joy in the fact that the flow worked and that you were able to put all the pieces together? Have you found joy in that? That's kind of replacing your old basketball glory.
0: <laughs> I don't know if, uh, organizing a visit will, will ever replace <laughs> winning a championship, but sure. Um, but, uh, better
2: get used to it. No, uh,
0: <laughs> those days are over. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> No, I, uh, I definitely, cause I mean, whether it was playing or you always going to find satisfaction in, in your hard work paying off. I mean, no matter what I do, I, you know, if it's like with my kids, if, I tell them something, I see them actually listen to what I said. Like, I get really happy about that. I must have done a good job. I must have done a good job what that. What is that? I
2: don't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh,
0: but uh, no, no no question that that happens. And then I always want to, like, if there's something that someone didn't like or it didn't flow that way, then of course you're going to reflect and see, like, what you can do better and what are different things that we can do within the rules and uh, those kind of things. So I think as a staff, too, it's, it's nice when a visit you know, afterwards we can re, re, revisit it and uh, no pun intended, revisit it and um, and see what we liked, what we didn't like. But at the end of the day, it's relationships. And, you know, I feel like when you get in front of us and we're able to talk with you and, and do those kind of things and show you Bloomington and show you everything and what we're about. Yeah, uh, It's really special. and It's really neat that we get to do that as a staff that really, really understands what Indiana basketball is about. And, um, and people really enjoy that too. Once, once you get do that, see that face to face. And, um, so at the end of it, all the visits, you know, it's like, all right, well we put our best foot forward and let's see what happens.
1: Speaking of what Indiana basketball is all about. One thing that is very different this year from your first year doing this is there's a gentleman by the name of Calbert Cheney now walking the hallways. What is it like for you to get to be around Calbert and working with Calbert? And it's a what? reunion of sorts that's true that's true you know? he, he you were one of the few former players that actually got to have him around as a player um but obviously it's it's a different dynamic now and and in this case correct me if i'm wrong he couldn't really be involved legally with the recruiting the last go round when he was there with coach Crean's staff. so what what is that like what is the impact you have seen when these players who maybe don't actually know really who Calbert is when they show up, mm-hmm. but what's the impact of having the all time leading scorer in the big 10 <laughs> who's like a head taller than everybody else on the staff, like that guy, yeah. that guy still towers. Um, what's it been like for you and, and for the recruiting process to have Calvert back in the building?
0: I think it's great. I mean, you look at our our staff, the NBA experience, you know, over hundred plus, 130 plus years in the NBA. Uh, that's obviously great. Uh, but just being around Calvert, uh, you know, as a player, it was a different dynamic as, as Eric was saying, but it's still the same as far as like the impact that he makes because when I was a player and being able to go to Calvert and have, being comfortable enough to approach him and ask for questions and him being willing to come and help, you know us whenever he he could uh you know with his within that role that he had back then the rules obviously are different but um you know it's just great having having his experience and his just different perspective um being around and now that he's back with on staff and now we're behind uh or behind uh not, not behind but in the same office now on the same side um it's neat to see like he's still that same guy that I remember as a player now I just get to see it all the time, you know, as a player, you only you don't see the coaches a lot like that. Now it's like I see what he does in, in his office, how he works, how much he cares about this place. And it's really cool to see that. And he's going to help our guys tremendously just just with his his uh, presence alone. Um, but obviously his experience and what he can bring uh, basketball wise and just being a great person and the relationships he's able to build. And he knows what it takes to get to a final four to you know um get to the next level and those those kind of things are you you can't put a price on that it's 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 a it's really cool that we get to have his experience
2: do you bust his balls and Woody's balls that you were the only (laughs) mr basketball in the state of indiana on the staff that
0: that has been brought up and i do not rub it in her face but (laughs) i i i do have that little you guys have seen my office i have like that little mr basketball thing and they're not anywhere to be found on it. <laughs> not, not to say that they that I should have or you know whatever. But hey, man, um, you
2: won it. They didn't. I did. Um, I, did, I, did
0: I did. You can
2: tell though, <laughs> like they they will laugh about it, but it bothers them. Like there's oh, definitely. Th- I think it does. Right. <laughs> as it as it should.
0: It should really. Bother. I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, not that the other guys who won weren't great players, but when you look at, it's hard to. It's always easier to say. And look back, like, well, what do you mean, Calvert Chaney didn't win Mr. Basketball? Well, but, he was he yeah. was hurt, so
1: he had that yeah. that that. Yeah. Was, Woody
2: wasn't hurt. That's true. Um, <laughs> hey, there's two in, Mr. Basketballs on the on the, in the program right now, right? Jordy yeah. and Anthony Leal, and Calvert Chaney and Mike Woodson aren't
1: <laughs> two kids from Bloomington <laughs> South. Mm, must be something in Which- the water. I think uh,
0: Calvert has scored more than both of us combined, so <laughs> he can his, his is way cooler. Uh,
2: I, can I ask a question about social media? Because you mentioned how important social media is, and things get shared on Instagram and Twitter. And you guys, I think, actually, again, we can't talk specifically, but it seems like there's even a new wrinkle that was thrown in recently where videos are getting posted before the visit's even ending. Which which seems like a new a new trick up the sleeve, which is very cool. But let's talk about Twitter. I think it is fair to say, or X, as the kids it's call it. X, Eric. Yes. yes, X. Jordy, you're the worst tweeter of all time.
0: I don't tweet. Yeah, I know at you're all. awful. You are awful. I, do you know? I don't...
2: <laughs> do you no? No, you do. You repost and you like. Do you know what the last tweet you sent was? Probably. That you actually typed.
0: No, I actually typed. I actually typed one to my buddy the other day, but it was.
2: Did you delete it?
0: No, it was about his PSP or something. He had That's a portable weird. play state. But yeah. I don't pu- I have, I don't, what do I have, 50,000 followers or something? I don't yes. give them, I give them no content.
2: <laughs> you give them no content. You're the worst. Your last tweet, God bless you, was on May 14th announcing the arrival, I'm sorry, May 16th, announcing the arrival of your fourth child, Henrik James, who was born on May 14th on Mother's Day. So that's wonderful. That was your la- that was your last tweet, but I don't count that cuz it's your baby being born. But your I last tweet, last tweet before that was on May 16th. I'm sorry, on April 30th. On April 30th. Do you know what you said? I'm going to uh, Here's the quote. No, I don't. I don't. It's five words. And by the way, you're the director of, or you're the team and recruiting coordinator. You got kids out there, social media, looking at you. We're talking about how important it is. Your last tweet on April 30th was these Kevin love outlet passes. <laughs> I
0: appreciated how great they were. I guess. <laughs> Nothing about my wife but Kevin love just
2: Kevin love outlet passes <laughs> will Man. you promise when this comes out tomorrow that i will send you a link will you actually put out a real tweet and say hey who's your nation went on the hysterics check it out will you check. will you commit to that tweet
0: yeah yeah i got you i i can do that all right i Ooh. you know when i'm not i i'm not I'm not on my phone like that. I I am on my phone a lot, but I just don't like, Hey, I got to tweet something, you know? And then I get home.
2: Yeah. Do you think it's because you played in the era where, like you said, it was on the come up, but it wasn't as crucial to everything. Do you think that's why you just, it's not something that like you ever had to do and you weren't in coaching for 10 years when it became popular. So Mm. do, do you feel pressure to like become more, of, you know, well-versed in social media, especially when
1: Eric I, is giving you a really hard time about it.
2: I, uh, now you,
0: yeah, you're making me feel really bad. No, <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't feel, pre- I mean, that's who I am. I don't, I, as a player, like overseas, I used it to keep in touch with people and kind of like, keep up with like what's happening. And again, that's like my liking the repost. Like I was like, people don't really care what I have to say. If I went to a cool place and in europe maybe i'd tweet something about but hardly ever
2: um yeah it's hard to I, I, I looked through a lot of tweets and it was hard to find a repost or a like for a hoosier hysterics tweet i'm just going to point that out
0: <laughs> again i'm not on the, i mean i'm just not i i scroll I know, but you'll tweet your it. buddy
2: about playstation
0: i just happened to see it and it was at, i think i tweeted it at like 1 30 in the morning when i was feeding my child <laughs> it's like i'm <laughs> um, I I'm, I know I'm bad at I'm bad I'm just bad at it. Jordy, you I, don't I
1: should be You don't have to explain yourself to me. I don't like social media. It makes me <laughs> tense and anxious and it takes me like 45 minutes to do one post, so I just don't do it anymore. <laughs> and, and I feel bad afterwards and I have regrets about how I didn't do it cool enough. Um but just for the opposite end of the spectrum. This is Eric, right? And Eric And his lovely girlfriend, Holly, and I, we're all flying back from Bloomington. And this is like two, three years ago. He's dead asleep on the flight. He is dead asleep. And we're kind of like messing with him a little bit in the movie he's watching and shooting a video with it. And and he kind of turns over like somebody will when they're sleeping and still asleep. He reaches and he grabs his phone and he opens Twitter. He doesn't look at it. He doesn't. He doesn't uh, open his eyes, but he—it's ha- in his muscle memory now that he just automatically, in his right hand, will tweet. So people are <laughs> built different, and Eric is built wow. very different than we are.
0: I—I I, I can't ever get to that point, but that's
1: impressive. Yeah, I it's mean. ten thousand hours. It's ten thousand hours. <laughs> of practice. We just looked at each other like, "Did you see that?" Yeah, I saw that." "Did you see that?" He was—he was, he was sleep tweeting. <laughs> <Sleep-tweeting.
2: laughs> I suffer from a condition known as sleep tweeting. <laughs>
0: Hashtag sleep. Okay. All right. Well, I'll,
2: I'll,
0: I'll let my game on, 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 uh, social media for you, yeah. I guess we got um, to, I do I, I don't know if, I don't know if I have anything cool to say, but,
2: uh, that's all right. You're cool. So anything you say is cool. That's just the transitive property. Okay. Um, I want to ask you about, you know, it's, you talked about how you went from being a basketball player to just being thrown into kind of, you know, a a desk job, you know, it's a, it's a cool desk job, but it is, it's a different kind of lifestyle. And it, and you're a guy that's, you're a very humble guy and you ask a lot of questions and you defer a lot because you want to learn and and you want to take advantage of the people that know, but over the year and a half that you've been there, are you getting more comfortable with the side of it where you can pitch ideas? Because so much of recruiting is like the little creative ideas that that indiana has become known for truthfully like i mean you guys do such an amazing job but i would imagine like if it were me i'd be a little gun shy at the beginning coming into a group of people who have been doing this for years is it would did that take time and are you getting to the place now where you're like hey you know what here's a thought
0: yeah i would say definitely all of like again i've never done a put on visit before (laughs) like so of course, I, I had an idea and I think, oh, this would be cool. And from a player's perspective, oh, I'd re- I would really like that. I think right. they would really like Like, I feel like I have that good connection because I've been playing for so long and I've dealt with whether that's rookies or you know young, younger guys. Not that I'm saying I'm hip or whatever, but I'm not.
2: Well, you're, I'm not. not
0: you're not. But no. I'm definitely not because people don't say hip. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> uh, but, but, uh, but, uh I definitely, yeah, it's it's just more asking questions. I want to make sure I do it right. You know, I want I don't want to get in trouble, obviously, and I don't want to do things the wrong way. I don't want to make it so whatever I can do to make sure it's right and done well and organized and, you know, oh, this is what they usually do. Okay, perfect. Now I would say, yes, I'm more comfortable with, like, um, whether it's a different idea or even, you know, just going out and doing it, not myself, but, like, being proactive about it initially and then coming back, and say, Hey, do you like this idea? I got this, this, this lined up. If we want to do that, you know, stuff easy, little things like that. I think I'm getting more comfortable with. Um, but at the think it's basketball is what uh, obviously I'm always going to be comfortable with. So in the relationship piece, it's easy to connect with people and, and really develop those relationships that way too. Um, but yeah, I would say I'm getting better at that, but I'll always, you know, it's not my. You know, I'm I'm always gonna do what what is my job. My job is to present this, and if they like, great. And then that so I'm gonna do my job to the best that I can. So
1: I wonder. It it seems like a great advantage that within this coaching staff, <clears throat> there's so many different generations. You know, you have from Woody uh, to Calbert to Kenyan yah to you to to the you know the GAs um and even the managers and the players when you guys are figuring out um what's working in recruiting now are you um are all us old heads who you know th- think what we think is hip or cool do you find even yourself being on on the younger side of that group um leaning on the guys who are still undergrads or or just graduated to be like hey is is this something Recruits are actually gonna be cool, or is it just what a guy in his thirties thinks is cool?
0: No, yeah, definitely. Because again, I'm each person is different. There, there could be kids that are coming out now that could care less about, you know, I just want to talk hoops, or I just want to do this. And then there's, you know, well, the whole production part too is is really neat, and a lot of kids really really like it. So you gotta also know who you're recruiting, and you know, different um, personalities and those kind of things, but definitely I'm asking the the younger, the younger people like, with that, and then also you got to mesh that in with the the professional side and make sure it looks really nice. It's not cheesy. It's not corny. It's none of this stuff. So yeah, I'm of course going to, I'm going to ask around. I I don't think I know everything at all. There's no chance that I would ever just be like, no, this is, uh, this is what I like. So I think they'll like it. Oh wait, Little Wayne is is great. You know, I really like it. <laughs> I know.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask when when Last Year's Hoosier Hysteria was booked. Did you pretend to know who G Herbo was, or did you <laughs> ask and admit freely that you did not know? No,
0: I, I'm not ashamed. Like I know, like I don't, I don't listen to anything. It wasn't on
2: my iPod when I was in You know,
0: what I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's like sorry, but I mean, I'm sure he's really cool, but. No, I if don't.
2: if they came to a two thousand and eight or nine Jordy Hulls and said, "Listen, we really want you here at Indiana. <laughs> We're going to do this Hoosier hysteria. What music act can we book back in two thousand eight? Let's say to get to to really really impress Jordan Hulls. What artist would that have been?
0: Uh, uh, I don't know if like." that would have been cool if I could have picked like a little Wayne or Drake was just like brand new. Everybody loved Drake. Uh, But I love all sorts of different types of music. But so like on a, on a visit for me, it would have been more of the basketball stuff. It wouldn't have been like you bringing in somebody that's not like, Oh, that would be cool. But
2: like if they landed Toby Keith, that wouldn't have gotten you going.
0: I mean, I like country too. Don't get me wrong, like (laughs) Mac, like Mac Miller was. uh, He was. uh, He came to campus too when I was in college. Like, it's just a different era. But I, uh, at the end of the day, like, I would never have chosen a school because, oh, Little Wayne and Mac Miller came. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, but 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 go ahead. It would
0: have been really neat. It would have been really cool. You know, that definitely plays a part in it. It's not. It's not one thing that. It's. It's the whole mesh of things, which is what's cool about the job. Is like, it's not. Yeah, do a good job on everything. You know, it's like, Jordan, really somebody's,
1: somebody's poking their head up back there. Is there? Is there a four-legged friend? Who? Who we got? Oh, I think it's Opie. That's my dog, Opie. Did he come over looking for you?
0: No, I don't. He might need to. You need to go outside, buddy. No, he's good. <laughs> he's get Opie.
2: Oh, Opie Taylor's? Why oh. is that? What he's named after? Hmm,
0: that's for me, and my wife. Nah, you
2: got. You got to bring that back.
0: I would love to. Was, I miss that place. And the you should bring stations, back. were great.
2: And there's not like, I'm gonna, I'm sure I'm gonna piss some people off here, but Opie Taylor's was an awesome burger joint, mm-hmm. right? In the I don't know where the, I mean, I know people go to um, the place on the what side? Ward, where's the place near Culver's? I mean, Culver's is a good spot, but it's not oh, like hate. a burger joint. Like, what's it called? On the west side of town? No, Hinkles, Hinkles, Hinkles Hub, right? But yeah, there, there's no great burger joint in on Kirkwood or in the square. There needs to be a burger joint.
0: If I didn't, uh, if I had some more, uh, <laughs> if I had four kids to feed, <laughs> I, I would probably go and do that.
2: Well, let's talk about the four kids because <laughs> okay. back in May, back in May, you did bring Henrik James into the world. Henrik, inspired by your German stay?
0: Correct, and I did tweet about it. You said so; you it's did. really important. um <laughs> Henrik is is uh, German for Henry, so yes, we name. He's Thanks. our only Thanks, child. Yeah. Thank you,
2: Jordy. I mean, he's we, our only. We, we kind of knew that Henrik was German oh. for Henry. We didn't think Henrik was German for James.
0: No, but he is our only child that will never live in Germany. He's the only one with a German name.
1: Now let me ask That's you cool. this: That's cool because you you got german citizenship did you not
0: uh i did i did not Mm -hmm. i could have i worked there long enough um where i could have but then i would have to i was told that i would have to give up my uh u.s passport really if i wanted to do that but leo my second son was born there and he could have been dual citizenship until he's 18 um and then he would have to choose when he was 18 german or american
1: interesting interesting wow.
0: but me and, me and my wife aren't german so that's why we don't have the passports and why my kids don't have the passports.
2: what are you what's your heritage no idea i looked to see
0: if it was german so i could get a passport and you make a little bit more money that way but i i have no idea what I, i'm definitely not german. Have you, you know? you've
2: never done like a 23 and me
0: no i barely tweet so i barely i definitely haven't done that I look. Uh,
1: My family just got me for my birthday. Ancestry DNA. We're about to dig into the genetic pool and see what's going on. So if it goes well, it's gonna come back. Just say shallow. (laughs) Just like I didn't know asshole was a race. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh,
2: But yeah, that would be interesting. You you don't know like where your
1: your parents great my, grandparents are from like holes what, no what kind of name is it's that gotta you be
0: it's got english or or dutch I maybe but my grand my grandfather knew but uh, we only talked to next so.
2: time we're in bloomington let's steal some hair <laughs> from i Journey. have plenty
0: i have plenty so we okay, can we it, get it
2: so what's it like having the fourth that is too many kids as as I've said to you it's just too many but I I love all your kids that's wonderful for wow. you but you seem tired and and it's late wow. but but you've got four kids and their wow. ages ages like four months through what
0: uh, my oldest is six four two and a half three and a half months
1: <laughs> none wow. of them can even have self-preservation yet.
0: No. Yeah, my oldest Jack, he's pretty self-sufficient, but he's, yeah, he's not uh he's, he's not all he's there sick. with that yet. So he's always six. I sometimes I forget that and I treat him like he's fifteen. Yeah, when you got fair. four,
2: you're like, yeah, yeah, go play with the knife. I get it. <laughs> Come on. Yeah.
0: Um, right, Jordan. Yeah, my wife's my wife's a saint.
1: Well, I mean, clearly you've you've got you've got help. You've got help right next door, in 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 about ten seconds away, as we saw. So that's got to help. But you're done now, right? You're 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 retiring from the game, right? It's over. Yes,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be finished.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't afford to uh, to add on
0: to my house again. So no, yeah, I think we're four is good. We're happy with four.
1: Nice. How are the number.
0: four
2: getting along?
0: There, it's it's been really good. It's uh again moving all our kids. They've lived in Germany longer or more than they have in the U S this last year was the first time they have been here for a full year. So it, usually they're in the U S and it's just like vacation for two months. And then we go back. Um, so that was like an adjustment throughout the year, but now their summer was a little bit more difficult because we had the renovation. So we're over here with my parents and we have four kids. And it's like, they're not in school. There's no routines. And it's like throw them in every single camp possible. So my wife can have a break. Uh, during the crazy uh, off season um, with recruiting and all that good stuff, but it's been really good. It's um, it's nice because I still have some friends here from my high school buddies, college buddies still live here, um, and they have kids that are that around the same age, so we can all see our kids grow up together, which is neat. And um, now that they're back in school, they're they're adjusting, they're they're doing all those things that you know we feel like. We're finally finding a rhythm with that, even though we, we've been out of our house, but that that really does help and helps my wife because it's, uh, it's a lot different lifestyle, as we've talked about, uh, going from playing, which is it's a lot of hard work, yes, but you only practice for five or six hours. Now it's like, well, I'm at the office forever, you know. Um, so it's just adjusting to that, which we knew coming into it, like, I'm, I'm not dumb. We were not idiots. We, we knew that this lifestyle was way different, but we took it because it's such a great opportunity. Uh, but that doesn't mean that the adjustment part wouldn't have been is it hasn't been difficult. So sure. it's been nice having my parents and her family, my family, uh, my wife's is from Evansville. So it's, it's very, very close for them to come up as well. And they've been a tremendous help.
1: But you you are spending more hours a day outside of the home than you were when you were playing.
0: Oh yeah, no question. Like when I was as a player, you know, you go in, get your treatment in the morning, you have your morning practice, you go get treatment after practice, stretch, do whatever, come home, you're home. Depending on the team, of course, my my experience has been mostly like then you're home all day. And then I had night practices at like seven thirty or eight. So I, I was with the kids all day. I picked them up from school, hung out with them, ate dinner, put them in bed, then I went and practiced again. So like you know, it's just different. And then you have off days and, you know, where you're literally just sitting, <laughs> sitting there and just, you yeah. know, off days now it's, it, you just work. You're like constantly thinking, how can I do this? How can I do that?
1: Do you miss being able to take a nap?
0: <laughs> yes. And uh, although even as a player, I didn't get, my wife was so nice. She let me like nap on game days. <laughs> I got to nap on game days uh, before that, but I just, um, I don't think I'll ever nap again until until my kids are a little older. I miss, I do miss well, that.
2: Ward just told me that he took like a four hour nap yesterday in the middle of a Sunday, yeah. which is unbelievable.
1: Well, it was, <sighs> it was three and a half and maybe there's been, sorry. maybe, sorry maybe I'd hosted a party the night before that Eric came over and helped trash my house. So, you know, we were a little low on energy come it. Sunday. had to clean right. up all the cigar ash off my deck.
2: Well, there was some cigar ash out there, but I was the only sober person there. For
1: sure. That's
2: the truth. That's the truth. And you could pick whatever you think it is that made people not sober. There was a cornucopia (laughs) of stuff going on. All right, anyway. Mostly legal. I want to ask you, mostly. (laughs) Mostly. I want to ask you kind of an uncomfortable question. You are a extremely well-known person in the state of indiana and even more heightened in bloomington people love you they adore you it is your hometown but do you feel like when you go out to buffaloes or or anywhere running an errand dropping kids off at school do you feel like you are always having to be on a, a little bit if that makes sense like that you have to be watching what you say, or, I mean, you're a good guy, so you're not going to say anything like me. I would have real problems. I'd be in prison <laughs> and canceled, but, but do you feel, I'm sure everywhere you go, people say something to you. Do you feel like you're able to just let your guard down and be you in Bloomington when so many people know you and kind of want a piece of you?
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I've always viewed it as a privilege. Cause like, as a player, when I, decided to come to play here obviously it it was a big deal and uh coach Buckley at the time was you know him and my he he was my main recruiter and then my dad we would always talk about well you know if you do this when you do this like this changes everything like you have to like how you present yourself and of course my parents they raised me that way anyway I was sure I did never I never wanted to upset my dad uh but um so coming into it, like, I've always felt like it's an honor to, to even have to do that, um, where people would do care, actually, like, well, he, oh, that's how he acts. But I, I feel like I've always been that way, just like, you never know who's watching, who you're impacting, what little kid's watching you, you know. You know, I, I've always been very conscientious of that, and um, I don't feel like I'm, I don't think, I don't feel like it's fake for me. Like, that's just no, how it I No, it never like, appears
2: that way, You know, never. like
0: so I don't feel like it's forced. If it felt forced, I feel like, yes, that would be like, that sounds awful <laughs> where you can't be yourself all the time. But, you know, of course I, I, I don't get sick of that or, you know, I would never tell somebody you know like, go, I'm like, leave me alone. I, I would never do that anyway, even if I wanted that to happen, but I, I've never really felt that way to be honest with you. It sounds crazy. I just never have. No, I, but there's I, a
2: really funny video to be made of like, you in Bloomington at the line of Buffalo's, and somebody like, "Hey, Jordy Huls, And you just turn around, "Hey, go fuck yourself!" Like, there's a funny video to be done.
0: Oh, I could never. Oh my goodness, no. You'd have to pay me and an, a lot of money. Yeah, big NIL, and, big nil deal. Big nil deal. And and I would have to tell the person beforehand, like, "Look, they're making me do this." <laughs> there's no way. No.
2: It would go against every fiber of your being.
0: Yeah, unless they did something like my kids or something like they'd have to punch my kid in the face or something, and yeah. then maybe I. Was, but even yeah. then, but, me, no, I, I get you really fired. You would,
2: you would try to say, "Well, I wonder what that person's going through." Oh, I'm I sure my kid. If- I'm
0: sure my kid deserved it. Yeah, it's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no,
1: no, Look, no way. Something we talked to Calvert about, and I want to bring it up with you, is that you had Mike Woodson coming into his senior year before his injury, they were the number one team in preseason. Calbert Chaney was on a couple teams that were number one in the country and absolutely should have won a national championship. You were on the number one team in the country, and you absolutely could have won a championship. Your your injury in the the tournament uh, obviously playing into that outcome, is it just unspoken between the three of you? Or has there ever been a moment or a meeting where the three of you just sort of acknowledged you have this unfinished business and here you all are together and you're going to get this done.
0: Yeah. I feel like we, well, we always talk about like we want to win a big 10 championship and a national title. Like, of course, that's all we want to do. Um, Some of us has won having that, whatever it is, but I, I, I do think like we want that so bad you know it's I, I don't think we've ever like talked to like as a three I don't we've never been like hey like we really want that <laughs> we've never done that but I do feel like you know that's something that is like we love the university so much with so like and we had our chance it didn't happen for whatever reason this or that and now we're back and we can have an impact on actually making it happen for these kids who really want it just as bad, you know what I mean so I think it's a really cool opportunity that we us three who have played here and did all, you know, they did way more than I ever did here. But um, to have that opportunity to have this chance with these kids to to get into that, I think it's really cool that, you know, we can share that.
2: Let's talk <clears throat> basketball. Let's get on the court. Um, and, we you know, we've run through uh, the players with, with your colleagues, and we don't need to do that for all of them. Ward, you and I will have to be uh, picky on who we choose here so we don't keep Jordy up too late. But there's been a couple kids – who we've talked to that that either um, have told us directly that they've worked with you and, and really credited you for helping them or ones that just seem like you would be working with them. So I'm going to hit two off the top and then Ward, you go with two. You I want to talk about, about who
1: you're going to take. You're going to take the real easy ones.
2: <laughs> All right, I'll take one of the easy ones and I'll let you have one.
1: Okay, so okay. tell us about Trey Galloway. <laughs> <laughs> So How that worked, <laughs> Trey. Trey, we all know the story. He's just made these great leaps as a three-point shooter from the time he came in as a freshman. But you know, such a huge leap last year. Total coincidence that that was the year Jordy Hulls was on the staff. I don't think so. What have you been doing with Trey? What have you guys been talking about? What have you been showing <laughs> him? Uh, even telling him about his own shot, his own game that uh, obviously is is contributing to. Uh, a monster year we're all expecting from him.
0: Yeah, he, he's had a great summer. It's been awesome to see, you know, his work ethic and him being, you know, healthy for a whole summer. It's been awesome for him too, I'm sure, just confidence-wise. Um, you know, it's, uh, he he puts in the work. I mean, shooting, it's no – it's hard. It's simple and it's, it's difficult and people are like, well, why aren't I a better Shoot Well, he probably didn't put enough of the right reps together or this or that and it's not the most fun thing to work on, but, you know, if you're diligent about it, like he's been, you know, he, he's going to see progress and he could, he could shoot in high school. You know, people always, I never got to see him as, as much, but they're like, you know, he could really shoot. And then, you know, he he has a wrist injury here. He's done this, He does that. Uh, but for him, I think it's been great to, like I said, to be healthy and just, you know, be confident. Like shooting is a lot about confidence. And for me personally, it's been great to see just, you know, not that, it, it's not me, you know. He works out with a, a lot of a lot of guys who, who who's been there for him. And um, but just if he ever did come to me or if he wanted advice, you know, I, I was happy to give it to him as far as you know, getting lower on your shot, making sure this is your follow through, this is your base. And if I ever see something in practice or something like that, um, it's easy to to do that because he he's willing to listen and put in the work in order to make those habits. Um, but again, it's not, it's not me. It's, it's really all Trey and uh, you know, the guys that he's working with on that as, as well. Um, you know, I'm really excited for this year for him. Cause I think he can, he could do really well for us and he, he, I think he will, he will do well for us.
2: Part of, I think what's interesting is uh, the new rules for coaching and who can be on the court. And if I'm not mistaken, it is kind of been made official that you and Calbert are the two coaches on the staff that have been given that, assistant coach designation that allow you to be on the court Mm -hmm. how much fun first of all how do you find the time with to do that knowing how much you've got going with being the recruiting coordinator so one how do you find the time and when you have found the time how fun is it for you to be on the court in a more hands-on role and is that the part of the job that that you love the most
0: yeah yeah I mean the basketball piece is obviously you know, that's what I love and that's what I love to do. That's all I've done. Even when I, in my off seasons, I always train kids and I train, I love teaching the game. I love learning new things to teach and, um, you know, each person or each player, you know, whether it's an eight-year-old I was training or a really good college player, um, you know, it was always fun for me to find different ways to coach each kid. So for me, now that I'm able to do that, you know, of course, that's the fun part. I get to grow as a coach and that's obviously what I want to do. So, for me to actually have that opportunity to do that, uh, obviously makes me makes me really happy, and I'm I'm excited for that chance to be able to do that. Um, so yeah, I mean, just being able to do that, but to be, to be able to juggle it with the other, uh, part of my job that you know that is my like I I have to do that job right before I can do the other stuff. So I try my best to do it as best I can. I let the whoever wants to get a workout in or you know wants to talk or whatever that they know like well let me finish this stuff first and then you know I'll always make time
2: yeah that that was kind of going to be my question how does it work with the on the court stuff is it that during practice you're out there with guys on the court while coach Woody is running practice or is it that guys come to you and say hey I'd love to get a workout and then you schedule something with them what how does it work practically with you being on the court
0: yeah, it can be that way. I can just – now I can, like, be on the court and, you know, whether that's actually saying something to the guy, I can do that now. As opposed to last year, I, I couldn't – I just kind of had to, like, just watch. Um, and, you know, if I can give them that feedback. And then through workouts, within our hours that we're allowed with the guys, it counts in that. Sure. Um So you have to be cautious and courteous of that. Um, so – yeah, if they come to me and they want to do workout, great. Let's let's get a workout in um, voluntary workout. Let's get it in and then go from there. But they got to know like I got to do this like during visit visit weekends. Like it's like sorry guys, I got to do this first, and then you right. know we'll find a time to to do whatever it is. Sure.
2: Know. Ward hit him with the other
1: player. Well, this is the one I keep going to. We we I keep hearing. We keep hearing. This mackenzie kid can really shoot the ball what do you what are you seeing from him as a shooter?
0: yeah, definitely can shoot doesn't lack confidence when it comes to that either um which is which is awesome to see especially as a younger guy um you know really fluid doesn't uh doesn't seem to force it too much which is which is awesome and um yeah I think he'll he'll be able to make shots as far as you know catching, shooting, and, and doing the things that we need him to do, and uh, he's had a great summer, he's gotten a lot better um, just to, even if, in that, and he puts in the work, he, he's a really hard worker, and again, I'll say it over and over, shooting is not fun, but you putting in the work, you're just naturally going to become a better shooter um, just in that, so he's done a great job, uh, you know, especially as a younger guy, not letting it get too much for him or anything like that um, as far as, you know, wearing your body down, and, you know, summer's not it's not as brutal as going through the season, you know, Big Ten season. You know, it's it's different uh, taxes on your body. But, uh, you know, he's had a great summer and he's definitely not lacking any confidence when it comes to shooting, which is which is great. You need that as a shooter.
2: The guy I was going to bring up, which we've heard reports from really everyone on his work ethic, which reminds us of the work ethic that we've been told you had as a player is Gabe Cups. Uh, and look, there's going to be comparisons when you bring in a <laughs> roughly six foot guy from the Midwest who you know maybe isn't the best athlete in the world, but plays the game the right way, busts his ass, son of a coach, like all those things. There's lots of parallels there. Yeah. Um, what 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 are you seeing from Gabe, uh, and and what can you tell us about him?
0: Yeah, his work ethic definitely is very very impressive you can tell like he's a machine as as far as you know his routine that he has he's got to do this this and that like he's just programmed that way and he, he has he finds joy amongst like the hard work which is something that um i don't like to comp- but it's definitely something that i had in common with him like i found yes. like this makes me happy to like not torture myself but like to push through and like see the the benefits of the hard work you know, because you don't see it right away. That's another thing that people don't understand. Like, shooting, you're not going to see the results just in one week or two weeks. Like, over the course of the summer and then over one year, two years, three years, you see yourself, like, once you look back. It's been, obviously, now that I've done it, like, I see how much better I got each year just because I did this every single day. So, like, just the the exponential growth, you know, that just keeps going and going and going. Um, and that's what he has. It's, it's really cool to watch. Um, him continue that uh in college and um you know it's a different level it's different speed different hours on your body different everything so it's on it's our job to make sure that you know he understands that that part as well but he's been a joy to watch just just because his work ethic is contagious and it's going to continue that way I remember you know when we came in uh to to IU just building that work culture and doing those kind of things and that's kind of like You know, it's been a great season for all our guys. The work ethic that everybody's shown. It's just, it's, and Gabe's been a huge part of that too. Just, and everybody just, it's contagious because if you don't and everybody else is working, you get left behind. You know what I mean? So it's really, it's been great to see him do that. And he's way more athletic than I ever was, I can tell you that. But uh, (laughs) I was was never like that.
2: Who is the biggest surprise um, that you've seen? It could be a returning player or a new player. Uh, in the eight weeks over the summer, and then these few weeks that that everybody's been back, is there one person that you would point to as like, "Wow, my eyes are my eyebrows get raised a little bit because of what they've been able to do this off season"?
0: Um, I am uh, Gabe's work ethic. I I I'm not surprised about that. McKenzie, he his shot, like he can really shoot the thing um, and the confidence. I would say though. We all know how talented Malik is, but he's, you know, he's done, he's had a great summer just body wise and just getting, you know, in the weight room and uh, getting in really good shape. Uh, I've been impressed with him um, the most and how, and how cool, how big Khalil is. (laughs) (laughs) He is so tall. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it doesn't do justice until you like stand next to him. Um,
2: It's so weird too, because like trace was six, nine, Seven feet is just three inches taller than that. That's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. But he feels like he's 17 feet tall,
0: right? He is so tall. Like like I'm around Cody all the time. And it's like, Cody, you you don't seem that tall compared to this guy. But (laughs) I think
2: it's Khalil's just like his shoulders, his arms, you know, it's been. Groot, you know, Groot from Guardians (laughs) of the Galaxy. That's what he is.
0: Yeah, I got four kids, man. Of course I know who Groot is.
2: (laughs) Groot is the best. By the way, did you see Guardians of the Galaxy 3? I have not yet.
0: I also have four four kids. I don't have time to watch it.
1: Well, when you do, get a box of Kleenex because you're going to be crying. You're going to be laughing, too. You're going to be cheering. (laughs) It's an emotional roller coaster. And, you know, maybe next summer when you have a couple minutes during the dead period, you can watch it.
0: I would love to watch that
1: um jordy you
2: mentioned cody recently Mm -hmm. joined the league of married gentlemen you were were you at the wedding you were right
0: i was i was able to go it was awesome i was in the wedding it was it was a lot of fun
2: so tell us give us something what happened at the wedding anything good any funny story christian watford make a fool of himself like what happened
0: (laughs) no it was great to see all those guys um I hadn't been, I'm trying to think of a lot. I've missed a lot of weddings. I've missed a lot of stuff since being overseas. Yeah. Um. So this was the first wedding in a long time that I got to go to and like see everyone. So it was, you know, Derek, Siwat, Vic, um, Daniel Moore, uh, Austin Etherington, um, Derek Elston, obviously, uh, Johnny Marlin, who's also, I uh, do that's a throwback. That's a yeah, good trivia nice. question right there. Johnny.
2: Nice.
0: He's our guy. And a couple of high school kids that, uh, my Spencer Turner, a high school teammate of mine that I haven't seen in forever. Um, but that ba- Indiana basketball wise, it was great to see everybody. We got Airbnb together. We stayed together.
1: Oh, that's um, awesome. Who's yeah. The, it was really neat. Who's the life of the party when you all get together like that?
0: We're all old, a little older now and some wives are still pregnant and, um, Wives have just gotten Unpregnant (laughs) So Aubrey, like it was just You know, it was great because It was a good mix of uh, different um, Personalities and what we can't Do, but it was good just being Able to talk with these guys and just Catch up because You know, life happens and kids happen And jobs happen and you don't Really get to catch up with anybody like that Anymore as much as you'd like, so just being in, In the same room as them and whether it was you know um, being back at the Airbnb or just at the wedding itself, we we tried to make it last as long as we <laughs> as long as we could before we all to go back to our jobs. But um, the the best part about it was Cody's now wife, Leanna, is a, a really good um, Christian music singer, and she sang a song to him at the reception, and we all looked at our wives like what did you guys do for us at our wedding? <laughs> I mean, um uh, but uh, it, it was really i mean it was unbelievable like just the venue itself and then that obviously the icing on the cake and now cody i don't know what he's got to do to make, make it up to her for the rest of his life for that it was awesome it was, she it was, just it was, really she's so it. she's so good yeah she wrote it and uh, to him obviously and it was unbelievable that was probably the, the coolest part just like oh my gosh well one she's really good and two cody you you got a real winner here and i don't know again yeah i don't know what he's going to do to
2: make it up to her but that's uh, awesome when you guys all get back together is it like no time passed and you're just right back 10 years ago is that (laughs) what it feels like pretty
0: much you know like derek is derek so we it's just so fun to like just be around i we see him a little bit obviously around here too but um just around everybody else too it's 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 cool and it, it again It sounds corny, but it's it's cool to see how everybody's just gone on their own path and like what they're doing now. Like they were doing this at first. Now they're doing that or, you know, they're really successful in this. And and but like you said, like once we all come together, it's like, well, all we do is talk about basketball and, you know, obviously our kids, too, and stuff like that. But, you know, how we're going to be this year or uh, remember this story or this happened that remember this and like how bad this sucked and how this, you know, um, it's really neat to, to go through that.
1: Were they all just pumping you for information about the team and the program? They've got to be so excited you're a part of it.
0: Yeah, not not too much. It's not, you know, we've been there and done it too. It's just like we we love it. We They want it, but I wouldn't say it was a whole lot. We we obviously talked about, you know, we're excited about the season and stuff like that, but nothing, nothing crazy more so about like us and what we went through.
2: You ever talk to Bawa Maniru anymore? Not to him, but we talked about him uh, <laughs> this, week,
0: this weekend. Um, Bawa was a physical specimen, that's for sure. Uh, but no, I have not talked to him in a long time.
2: <laughs> what about Guy Mark Michel?
0: That, now, he really would have helped us. That was unfortunate. Do you he really believe that? I think he, I mean, he was huge. Talk about someone is massive. That guy, long arms, he could dunk without even jumping.
2: But did he end up playing basketball anywhere after Indiana? He he went back to uh, France and he played
0: in France. He, he, he still might be playing. Yeah,
2: I I actually messaged him.
0: Uh, I DM'd him on on Twitter uh, hmm. uh, a couple of times. Yeah, probably <laughs> Over right after the course of you, in my last
2: nine years. <laughs> right after you were commenting on Kevin Love's outlet passes.
1: <laughs> Look, Jordy, Eric could bust your balls all night. I could ask you a million more questions, but you have four children. And you have to help run the Indiana University men's basketball team. We've got a—he has four children
2: in the other house.
1: He's not even they're in the asleep. house with the four kids. I, oh, I hope
2: they're hot.
0: still asleep. You
2: can't I like, hear the crying by the way, that's from such a Grandma's good move. house. It's yeah. such a good move. Like yeah sorry babe i'm gonna head over to my parents house the wi-fi is bad here i'll be back in like three four hours i don't
0: know you mean they talked to you for three hours like yeah they did i'm gonna be i'm over here eating milk and cookies
1: Uh, but Jordy, it's always a blast to talk to you. Um, Thank you for taking the time. And we can't wait to get back to Bloomington and cheer our faces off for you guys in person until then we'll be doing it from out here. And we're just wishing you all the best of luck this season.
0: Man, I can't, pre- I can't uh, tell you how much I appreciate you guys. You guys are always a blast. Whenever you are in Bloomington, let me know. Don't be taking the golf carts or anything like that. Um,
2: <laughs> oh yeah. We got to tell this story. It's the, we it's the tell wrestling this story. team's golf cart. Anyway, we yeah. got to tell this story. So at the fantasy camp, as part of the captain's club, all the guys that were part of the captain's club, get to ride in the golf carts from assembly hall over to the dinner at Uptown cafe. And last year we drove the carts and it didn't go great. I'll just say that it didn't go great. There was a whole controversy about it, but we weren't going to take no for an answer. We wanted to drive him again, so we drove him there. No problem. I had no issues this time. Ward was going to drive the cart back, and Jordy had the keys. Like Jordy was the guy with the keys, so he gave me the key, and then told me, "Hey, just text me." Like first he told me where to put it, <laughs> and then, and then told me just text me. Like you know where you put them. Yeah, sure, of course. Why wouldn't I do that? But then Ward drove the cart and I forgot to tell Ward to tell, to do this whole thing. Then I finally do tell Ward and Ward says, all right, I put it under the back seat of the golf cart. Yeah. Great spot. I forget to tell Jordy this. <laughs> and like, I check my phone like seven hours later and Jordy's like, hey, Mr. Nice guy. ah." Uh, any idea where you put those keys? <laughs> oh, my God. So I tell Jordy where the keys are. And then, Jordy, you want to tell your side of it?
0: I could not find them. I, I, <laughs> I couldn't find them under the seat. I had no idea where they were. I was like under you mean
1: like on the battery like what are you talking about it was a secret compartment that uh it was actually one of the camper's wives who was riding back with us she just realized the the pad of the back seat could just lift up and it just would lay flat on whatever was you know between that and the back of the the tires and so we just laid it in there and closed it it seemed like real simple
0: i had no idea our cards could do that and then you go and tell me it's under the seat i'm like i'm not seeing it Eric. <laughs> like where are my keys
1: <laughs> did anybody find it
0: no they found of course yeah they, they oh, found it they someone's cannot. way smarter than me he found well found i the think key. there was
1: actually time in between the messages where i was back at cook hall and i was like well this is where we left them yes yeah so, i think yeah so then yeah. i opened it and they were still there so i took a picture of it and sent it to one of you Yeah. And
0: then one of our great managers was able to to grab it. And I was, I was like, okay, well I'm, I'm the idiot here. Not.
1: (laughs) not. I mean, look, the, the safe money's always on me messing that up. But in this case, I, you know, photographic evidence, this was, this was done just not well communicated. It's okay. It was my fault. It's my fault. Uh, I
2: do want to say though, a special thank you to you for how great you were that whole weekend. Um. There during uh, the beginning of Fan Fest, talking to fans coming up to you, you just so gracious to everybody around for the fantasy camp, um, the f- the fantasy golf outing that you're always great in having a good time. You, it means a lot to us, and it means a lot to Hoosier Nation that you're involved with the program and just how gracious you are. And it is never forced, and it is never fake you do look at it like a privilege. And the truth is it's a privilege for all of us to be able to call you a Hoosier and, and to be able to spend any time with you. We, we do truly cherish it, Jordy. And you mean a ton to the program, not just the nuts and bolts of what you're doing, which you're doing an incredible job and not to speak out of school, but I have heard very recently from some of the coaches there, how incredible the job you've been doing there and how impressed they've been. But even beyond that, just your spirit being there is a big deal for this fan base. And and it means a lot to all of us that you're there. And I know Ward loves you because you give him your shoes Great and you shoes. guys wear the same
1: size. <laughs> my
0: Jordans. It, wor- it works out. It works out. No, I, of course. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. And I wouldn't be anywhere else. You know, this is this is home. So I'm glad I could come back and Coach Woodson give me the opportunity for it. My My family's happy, at least. They were until we lived with them for two months with four kids. Uh now we're just ten feet away. But
1: um no, it's it's really it's really good to be back. All, All right, right well, buddy. Go home and and go to sleep. <laughs> leave 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 your please thank your parents in the morning for us. Just don't wake them up to do it now.
0: Okay, I do have to open the garage to get out of here, so <laughs> we'll see
1: you. <laughs> rough. It's fine. Does your dad have a gun?
0: No,
2: no. Okay, good, good. But he's a large human being, so he... he, (laughs) Come after you. Come after you. He's probably got, like, old man strength, too. Oh, yeah,
0: I will never be as strong. I could have 20 kids and, you know, get dad strength. I need more kids. Like, I can't get stronger than him. No,
2: same here with my dad. I I outweigh my dad by probably 40 pounds, and Mm -hmm. I'm four inches taller than him. He could kick my ass, I mean, easily.
1: He could kill me. I I would take my dad down so easy now, so easy.
0: No, my dad's six, five and monster to me. I'm not, no, no chance.
2: Do you think any of your kids are getting the height?
0: There's a chance. My oldest is really, um, he has red hair, which is awesome, which nice. came from great grandparents, but, uh, he's really long and lanky. He's very coordinated. Now my second child is just a spaz. Like he's just crazy <laughs> athletic, not very coordinated, Leo, but he's the best There's nothing and wrong with that jordy there's not there's not he could be he's the best athlete right now but um i think it could but my wife's uh not
2: very tall mm. so well it could, it could though
0: mike it skipped me apparently yeah. my sister my sister took it and, and then, there's uh,
2: always hgh yeah yeah just start them young you got to start them really young on it just start okay. micro dosing i could do that
0: put yeah. in their applesauce. That'll be good.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Good way to end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Poisoning child abuse. I'm not Jordy.
0: doing that. Next, <laughs> favor. Yeah. I will not do that to my kids.
2: Thank you so much, Jordy. Be good. Good luck. And we'll see you soon in Bloomington.
0: All right, guys. Thanks. Good night, buddy. Bye-bye.
1: That was a guest. That was a guest.
2: Yeah. I mean, you said it at the beginning, Ward. He is just one of our favorite people, period. <laughs> I mean, he's obviously one of our favorite guests, but He's just such a good dude. I mean, even when you ask him what pisses him off, it's like organization. And then (laughs) and then he's trying to find the reason why somebody does it a different way. Like, he's just such a good dude. Makes me feel better about humanity.
1: Yeah. I mean, worse about myself, but better about the the populace as a whole. And that. Yeah, fiery, fiery enough on the court. Like, he's he's got enough uh, grit on the court that that was, you know, you, you weren't going to get away with, with doing things the wrong way when Jordy was your floor general, and that's a great, healthy, productive outlet for that. But, no, it's, I just kind of go back to, to being in the offices of Cook Hall and him just coming out when we're around and just hanging out and, you know, not – not trying to impose his, his personality or, or bravado, just, just wanting to hang out and be around and may, you know, maybe get out of work a little bit. Maybe we're an excuse when we're around to like, you know, for sure get out from behind the desk. Uh, but to just sit there for 45 minutes, an hour and shoot the shit uh, about basketball or nothing to do with basketball. It's just always so enjoyable. It is. And you talk about that fire on the court. There are
2: moments where you can see it come out a little bit, like, even though it's ball busting, when he talks about being Mr. Basketball in the state of Indiana, yeah, didn't see their name on it anywhere. Like, it's a joke, but there is a competitiveness to him. And, and I do believe like his attention to detail in the organization. And now that he's off, we can talk about that. We all know, you know, we talked about it in the intro, the the massive recruiting weekend that just happened at Indiana. Jordy's job is to make sure that three recruits and all the people with them, families, whoever decides to come with them, are all managed. And, and you heard him talk about it in a hypothetical way, but this person may be more interested in business and this person may be interested in music and this person may be interested in psychology. And you've got to have them go off on their own and then come together for meals and meet with the coaches at different times. That is not an easy logistical puzzle to put together. And Jordy's got to do all of that and communicate with all the departments. And what I was told is he did that incredibly well. Like people were really impressed with that. And there is no bigger weekend than what Indiana just had, both from importance and just from a sheer numbers three official visits from three top kids is mind-blowing.
1: So kudos to him. Well, and when you talk about the program itself getting dialed in now in year three and bringing in Jordy last year was part of that Calbert this year, you know, promoting Brian Walsh, keeping Adam Howard around, you know, these are the type of things that, well, people want instant gratification overnight success. And yeah there's a rare case where that happens in year one and they're often running at full steam. But I think we're seeing heading into year three, this is an organization that is hitting on all cylinders. And, and along with, with that sort of managerial logistical side of it, when you got guys like Jordy and Calbert and, and everybody we've mentioned and some guys we've missed, it's just like, it's such a good vibe too. And I think anybody who's had to work with a team of people, it's like you, you can tell if there's tension, you can tell if everybody's rowing in the same direction and for these recruits and their families to show up and to see this genuine united front of people who enjoy working their asses off together to achieve a goal. You can't fake that. Not, not for two, three days in Bloomington that those cracks would show. And I don't think they're really there anymore.
2: I agree with you and just to speak honestly they couldn't fake it in year 1 because when we would visit and Dane was there they weren't all pulling in the same direction and I'm not I'm not it's not casting blame they just it wasn't a good match yep. and you could tell there were factions and and that wasn't good they weren't all there wasn't an ease about being there that there is now and they obviously focus their asses off when they need to but when it's time to work they're all pulling in the same direction and you can tell there's no discomfort and everybody knows what their role is and they all fit together. So I, I couldn't agree more. We didn't have him do, but the sometimes why, you know what I've done now, how often we have to do this. I don't know
1: how often we have to do this. We're terrible at this. We're terrible at you're terrible at. I, I absolve myself of all responsibility because you know, You're just, you're just slobbering over the guests for like 45 minutes at the end. And I figure I'm done because even after the slobber fest, they're going to say thank you and say goodbye. And then you'll say goodbye like three times. And I can't say goodbye once. I just sit back and wait for it to end at that point. So I really don't know where I fit into the equation, except for this, except for this. I have the template for the episodes now. And because you're so bad at this, I now have Woody, Calvert, And uh, Brian, I I have all of theirs on standby knowing you're going to fuck it up. (laughs) Follow us
2: on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics for the hysterics. No E, no no I, I. no Ward. Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) This is brutal. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics for the hysterics. No E. I mean, Ward, <laughs> I just want to go to sleep now. Follow us on Twitter, at Hoosier Hysterics, for the hysterics. No E. It's
1: 7.39. What do you mean you want to go to sleep? No,
2: it's 10.39 in, in Indiana. <laughs> I'm always on Indiana time. God bless you. All right, one more time. Follow us on Twitter, at Hoosier Hysterics, for the hysterics. No E, no I. But the sometimes why. No, no, you have to put the person no,
1: in. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> From the halls of assembly, you'll hear a scream and shout. I love of Indiana is manic devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Guys go by names of and Eric, and Some people just know bundling with Allstate
0: means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is lead cherry on top. Mm. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate...